Know Your Food with Warty, Episode 81. Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty in Southwest Oregon, a traditional food blogger at Ganalfglins.com and knowyourfoodpodcast.com. I'm glad you're here. This is the podcast where we're all about ditching those poisonous processed foods, breaking free from the conventional food paradigm, and instead embracing whole foods raised, saved, and prepared with traditional methods. It's fun, it's delicious, and it's healthy. You're on your way to looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good. Welcome and good morning. If you've been listening a long time or even a couple times, you may have noticed I started out the podcast differently. Yes, it's been bugging me for quite a while. And so I worked up a new introduction and I enjoyed putting it together this morning. And you know what? It may change a little in the future, but that's what life is. It's about change and getting better all the time. Speaking of which, my tip of the week is all about that. I'm always trying to get better personally, professionally, health-wise, and because of what I do, being at the computer a lot or doing still household things, um, it's challenging to keep my fitness up, a lot more challenging than it was when the kids were little and we were always just moving and running around and doing things constantly. Um, Now, you know, I I pretty much work full-time on house and business. Um, The kids are grown and, well, they're doing homeschooling a lot and kind of much more independent. So for me to get moving, I have to get myself moving. And so for over a year, um, exercise has been a priority for me, but that's not the tip of the week. The tip of the week is actually something that I'm doing every single morning. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And this past week, I listened to someone who's a very popular podcaster in health and wellness. His name is Sean Stevenson. He has his own podcast, but in this particular one, he was a guest, and he was talking about taking an internal bath. We all get up each morning. Ideally, we clean up for the day, you know, wash or shower, get dressed, get our game face on, right? Well, he says you bathe yourself on the outside, but most people don't bathe themselves on the inside when they get up to face the day. During the night... Uh, we lose water, we get dehydrated. So one of the first things that's important to do every day is to take an internal bath by drinking um, three to four cups of water. So I have been doing that. And do you know, I felt a change immediately in um, in my productivity level in certain body processes. Um, but one thing that's been really hard for me after I've implemented this, is um, waking up in the morning, really the last thing I want to do is drink water. Water tastes very metallic. I can take a sip or two, but to guzzle down three or four cups is almost impossible without making me feel like I'm going to gag. I don't know what that is, and maybe I'll adjust over time. So after the first day of just drinking straight water, I decided to do... um, you know, spruce up the water a little bit. Now I've been making this drink called Good Girl Moonshine from Trim Healthy Mama for a while. So I just, I, I basically just make it earlier in the day or I make an easier version of it. The good girl moonshine calls for juicing fresh ginger, actually calls for powdered ginger, but that settles to the bottom. I don't like it. So I juice fresh ginger instead. Well, first thing in the morning, the last thing I want to do is run 
the Vitamix uh, to juice um, ginger. I get up early. I don't want to wake everybody up. Plus, it's just like, that's just too big a task for first thing in the morning. So I take a shortcut on this drink. I get a quart size jar, or sometimes I make it in a half gallon jar. But let's just start with a quart because that's my goal to drink that first thing in the morning. And I um, put in like a quarter cup of lemon juice, fresh lemon juice. Um, I put like a teaspoon to a tablespoon of raw apple cider vinegar, pinch of sea salt, a couple drops of Liquimin's mineral supplement, and about three drops of liquid stevia. And then add water to the top. And then I'm easily able to drink that. It's sort of like a lemon acidic spiced. I mean, it's not like lemonade, but it certainly has a strong lemon flavor. So I think of it as my morning lemonade. Um, now I just told you I don't juice the ginger. I don't juice the lemons ac either. Actually, we do use fresh lemons a lot, but I found a really cool thing in the uh, organic section of our grocery store. They have for about, I think it's about $8. They have a bottle of juiced organic lemons from Italy. Now, supposedly, the lemons are grown on mineral-rich soil, so they're very good. I actually haven't looked into that because I'm I'm looking for a good um, kind of fast, convenient, fresh lemon juice for times like this when I need it. And this bottle is like $8. It contains the juice of 40 lemons, so it's extremely... Um, cost effective. I mean, single lemons are sometimes single organic lemons are sometimes like a dollar. So, you know, 40 of those is going to cost $40. Well, this bottle the keep in the refrigerator is like $8. So that's my fresh lemon juice for this drink every morning. Again, you know, the, you could do it however you want. If you can drink straight water, that's fine. But the goal is to get yourself hydrated first thing in the morning. I have felt instantly better in many ways by getting hydrated first thing in the morning. And I do have a goal and have had for some time to drink regularly throughout the day. I can really tell when I'm not drinking enough. Um, so that has become a priority. And so I continue to drink either the full version of the Good Girl Moonshine drink or this quickie, just kind of lemonade version of water. So that's my tip of the week. And I challenge you to do it for a week. Uh, wake up in the morning and drink three to four cups of water. And if you need to spike it like I have, then spike it like I have, because you want to enjoy it. it. needs to make you feel good. Um, and I really think it's going to have a big impact on your health and how you feel immediately. It did for me. And our listener question today comes from Joanne. She says, I do have a general health knowledge question I've been wanting to ask someone who might know. Here goes. I know hydrogenated oils are very bad. We stay clear of them all. But what if a vegetable oil is in an ingredient list as a sunflower oil, etc., with no hydrogenated prefix before it? Can you assume that if a veggie oil is in a processed food item like tortilla chips, for example, that it is hydrogenated so it will last longer? Or is it hydrogenated only if stated? I know veggie oils are not great and we do not eat many, if any, processed boxed bagged foods, but are they to be avoided only if hydrogenated or should they be avoided in any product? Thank you so much. Blessings, Joanne. That's a great question, Joanne. This is one of those things where you're going to have to approach it maybe um, weighing all your options. Um, it's to my knowledge, the veggie oil says hydrogenated if it's hydrogenated. That's not the only issue with veggie oils, though. Um, they can be chemically or uh, cold processed. So I look for cold processed um, 
veggie oils if I'm going to turn to them. So if it doesn't say on the package, that's something where you might want to call the manufacturer and you want to ask questions about the processing of the oil. And it's not to find out if it's hydrogenated or not, but you could definitely clear the air and find that out as well. But you want to ask them if it's mechanically extracted or chemically extracted. The chemical extraction is the one that involves solvents or high heat and um, can really damage the oil. Mechanically extracted um, oils are um, better for you because it's a cold processing and there's none of that chemical denaturing. However, we do know that veggie oils uh, go rancid quickly. So that's another issue with um, foods that are on the shelf is the veggie oils could just be really old and stale and not good for you because of just sitting around. So I'm not saying don't do it. Um, you know, you need, you need good, like organic corn chips for an event and you're satisfied with the processing, the oil, it's a compromise. Um, and it's a decision you have to make if you're willing to do that. So that's kind of my answer. And if you have follow-up questions, please do visit the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 81. For everyone who's listening, please know that you can go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash questions to submit your questions for future episodes of Know Your Food with Wardy. I love taking your questions. I handle at least one a week. So submit them. I'm ready. And it's time for our guest. You are really going to enjoy meeting Melissa Jones today. She and her family are homesteaders. Melissa herself calls herself a homesteader at heart. They live in North Carolina where they work their little patch of land. They garden, can, sow, raise goats, chickens, ducks, and rabbits. They keep very, very busy. But if that wasn't enough, on top of all that homesteading, they are producers, editors, publishers of a free online magazine publication called From Scratch Magazine. You can find it at fromscratchmag.com. We will also have lots of links at the show notes, um, including a link to the current issue, which just came out and is really fabulous also have a picture of the cover there. So be sure to hit up the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 81 for links and more to all the things that Melissa and I will discuss. Hey everyone, this is Gordy and I'm here with Melissa Jones from From Scratch Magazine. Hi Melissa. Hi Gordy, how are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be visiting with you today. I think you've got just a wonderful thing going on. I can't wait to um, share it with our listeners. But before we get to your wonderful online magazine, I'm hoping that you will um, tell everyone who's listening a little bit about you and your family and what you guys do and give us a peek into your life. Absolutely. We would, um, I would definitely be happy to do that. Um, we are based in North Carolina. We're actually by the coast of North Carolina. It's me, my husband, Stephen, and our two children. We have a son who is 16 and a daughter who is 8. And we are are working our homestead and, and working um, from the morning to the night these days. Geez, it's so busy this time of year for us homesteading folks. So, um, But we have um, a small farm that we work. Um, we grow produce. Um, we actually um, sell at the farmer's market, and we do some boxes um, that we provide to our community. Um, we have um, a huge affinity for for doing things from scratch, sort of like our magazine suggests. So we try to um, 
to incorporate that into our daily lives, whether it be fermenting food or, um, you know, just trying to use as simple ingredients as close to home and, and to the earth as we can. Um, and then we also, you know, we have a really big appreciation in our family for, um, for you know, different projects, whether it be DIY projects and, and building things from from recycled materials. So if you were to visit us any day, we're we're in the middle of some some big project that we're trying to get off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and but, so um, just to take that a little further, so if we were to visit you right now this moment, <laughs> what project would we see? Um, well, we are actually in the middle of the rainiest time that I've seen in a long time here um, at the coast of North Carolina. And um, so so we're really trying to start our fall planting, and we haven't been able to because it's been so wet. So right now we're still building some stakes for, um, for our garden. Um, we're doing some more tomatoes that need to be staked up, so we're working on that. We also are working on a lot of ferments. Um, my mm-hmm. husband loves um, fermented food, and we are always um, always working on, on on getting some new ferments. And we just did some new recipes that we were excited about. Um, and then canning, of course. Gosh, this time of year, we're always canning something or freezing something. Um, last or last night, we picked, I think, probably a bushel of okra, and so I, I'm I'm looking to put that up probably this weekend. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think I think okra is in the menu for the next week. <laughs> okra <laughs> and beans. That's <laughs> my children are like, when are we going to have something else to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and they say they're pretty involved, the kids. You said they're 16 and 8, did you say? Oh, very, very much involved. Um, our son is homeschooled. We homeschool him. And he helps out a lot on the farm. Um, he is you know, responsible for weeding, and he um, does just a lot of picking. He's just such a great help, such a good resource. And um, he also has, we have him do a lot of the business side of things, too, to sort of incorporate that into his homeschooling curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's really, really involved, and he um, he helps out. He has lots of chores, but he's um, he's pretty good about not complaining most of the time. Um, but he's a great kid. And then we have our daughter, Hannah, um, and she's eight. She's a little bit younger, and she, I call her the retail, the retail arm of the family. She loves to help out at the farmer's market and sort of talk about what we provide, and she loves to write. Um, she's only eight, but boy, she has um, shown an affinity to to the written words. So we um, we are hoping to promote that even more and more every year. And she's already talking about being a, a columnist for the magazine. <laughs> oh, wonderful! You know that is so neat. I mean, with your homeschooling and home setting, but you also have these business ventures that you layer on top of your life. And so your kids are not only just learning to provide for themselves and being involved in all these projects that are close to the earth and, you know, gathering food and preserving it, but they're learning about the entrepreneurial side of it as well. So it's this other dimension to their education. Um, This makes me think they must be very well-rounded and what a great experience for them. What a great growing up. Yeah, I mean... And they and they have such great personalities. I mean, they're a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun together. I mean, it's a lot of work. Homesteading is yeah. a huge investment of time and effort and labor. And, I mean, I just can't imagine, you know, not 
having a family um, behind you to help. I mean, because it's just so much work. I mean, you just can't do it by yourself. This is not a um, an individual project. It's, it's a community project. I mean, it takes uh, it takes a lot of people mm-hmm. involved and and community and friendship and family and um, to have all. When of that did you start? Together. When did you um, start well, homesteading? Gosh, I mean, it's been such. The idea started a long before the the actuality, and and even now, I mean, we're not even at. You know, when I imagined this lifestyle, I guess probably fifteen years ago. Um, you know, in my mind, it was this big, beautiful farmhouse with this big, all of these acres of land, and you know, just like this. <laughs> this dreamlike state of what homesteading is and what I thought of, of it to be in my mind and and then to to transform that into actual reality has been interesting. I mean it's it's um the expectation in my mind of what this lifestyle entails I think is was a lot different when I started out mm-hmm. than what it is now. Um not to say that it's worse or, or bad or, or anything like that. It's just different. And the and the way that it's different is, is in reality, I mean, we don't have hundreds of acres of land and, you know, we have learned to um make this into not only a lifestyle but a way to to earn money for our family. Um, you know, my husband farms and, and works on the magazine full time. So, you know, that's a way for for us to provide revenue to support ourselves. And then, you know, the the fact that we can't all live in a huge farmhouse with hundreds of acres of land and we have to do what we have to do with what we have. And I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned is is to make, you know, what you have um as as the best that you can make it. And that's where the homesteading spirit comes through. And we've done that with, um, you know, we don't have a lot of acreage. We actually have to rent our, or lease our acreage for our farm. And, you know, learning different ways to do that. Because I think starting out, I don't think we would have taken a lot of leaps that we have taken. Um, because in my mind, I was like, well, I don't have all of these things. I don't have all of the stuff that I have to have to be successful in my mind and in reality all you really need is is a lot of determination and ways to figure out um okay well i don't have this well what's the next best thing um well you know maybe we join in 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 finding what the next best thing is and then maybe sometimes finding out that that's even better than what you originally wanted um and that have, have had that to be the case for us in a lot of instances where you come out of it and realize that it's you've done better. Um, you, the reality didn't meet the expectations, so you had to make do. You had to rise to the occasion. You had to come up with a creative solution because you couldn't just, you know, run down and purchase everything you you would think you'd need for a project. And Absolutely. you come out at the end thankful and it worked and it's successful and you even feel like better about it because of the process. Well, absolutely. I mean, just a example for us is is the land. I mean, land costs where we are now is is expensive. And um and you know, we can't we weren't in a position um to go and buy 100 acres of land. And we're not in we're still not in that position. And I don't know even if we were in that position that we would want to take on that much mm-hmm. right now. But um you know, it's finding, you know, you know, land to lease and then 
not only did we find this Lance Lease, we found a whole supportive community of professionals that have been doing this mm. for a very long time. And, you know, come to our, you know, our land and help us figure out all of these things that, you know, we don't we don't necessarily have to find out with trial and error if we would have been doing this all on our own. So, and I think that's a really huge, important um, part of of homesteading, and and one of the biggest reasons why we started the magazine is because of the community aspect. I mean, this is a lifestyle, and it requires a community. And it may not be that you know it you have that huge local community, but this global community that's online that can come together and help each other and and just. Um, encourage each other and have, um, you know, realize that there are a lot of people out there that have the same, um, the same kinds of interests that you do. Is just, it's just a breath of fresh air. That is wonderful, and that leads into really what I want want to talk about next, which is about the magazine. It's called From Scratch Magazine. It's an online magazine. I wonder if you would um, just uh, explain the whole idea in a nutshell, and then I'll have some more questions for you. But let's just get on the same page with what is this magazine? What are we talking about? Sure, absolutely. Well, let me tell you how it started. Um, I actually, you know, have been interested in this lifestyle for, you know, for a long time. And professionally, I have come from a background of marketing, and my husband um, comes from an editorial background where he worked in newspapers and and television for many years. And we, um, you know, we were working the corporate grind, and we just were, we were actually camping, and I just had this idea. I was like, you know, um, we both are tired of doing this same thing every day and feeling like we don't own our own life and we don't own our own destiny and we're ready to try something different. And that's when it was sort of this epiphany of, oh, well, you know, these are the things that we have done in our past. How can we contribute those things to this community that we have fallen in love with? And that's when we came up with From Scratch Magazine. We knew we wanted it online. We knew we wanted it to be free. We knew we wanted it to reach as many people that embrace this kind of lifestyle as possible. And that's, and that's where From Scratch Magazine came from. So, so we're really awesome. excited to be able to, to offer it. And it's so beautiful. Um, so let's tell everyone, um, you know, what each issue is like, how they could sure. um, how they could get involved, at least just as a um, as a reader, just to read um, and to take part in this online community you're building around this uh, digital publication. Sure. Well. You know, included in the magazine, we have a lot of issues, um, a, a lot of subjects. I mean, we talk about gardening, we talk about farming, we do food and recipes, um, you know, DIY projects, anything and everything you can think of. We also like to do a lot of profiles, profiles of agribusiness, profiles of successful bloggers, profiles of of artisans. So there are, there's a lot of information. I mean, our last issue was over 160 pages long. And, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, and these are coming out project. every month? No, we do it every other month, every other month. Um, So there's six issues a year. Um, The next, actually, the last issue just came out um, in August, so it's August, September, and then our next 
um, our next issue will be out in October. So this is actually a great time because we just launched the latest issue. And yeah. um, it's it basically it's just a labor of love, right? And we we get to talk to these amazing people. I mean, everybody from Dr. Pohl to we just um, interviewed a wonderful lady who has this wonderful project called Farm Her, and it and it highlights women in agriculture. It's an amazing project. Um, so mm. we get to meet all of these amazing people and 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 learn all of these exciting things, and and it's just a great place to be. I mean, it really is. And um, one thing that I really enjoy is photography. That's always been a passion of mine, um, and I've been a photographer for many years, and being able to to take that love of photography and, and, and the love of the lifestyle and marry those two and, and provide photography for the magazine has been really, really nice, um, a nice perk to this project. Well, I was just about to say one of the most appealing things of From Scratch magazine is the beauty of it. And now I know that that's your, you're the genius behind that. So oh, great well, work. Well, thank you very much. I mean, there's a lot of contributors, too, that contribute photography, so it's not just me. But I love, that's one of the big aspects that I really enjoy is uh, is the photography and the design. of. I mean, that's that's a huge part of my um, professional mm-hmm. um, past, so it's it's been fun to put it into this, something that so we're are so... You, do you actually do the work of laying out each issue? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this and... is... This is a true family project. I mean, we all pitch in. I um, am very much hands-on on the design, very much hands-on on the photography. Um, we do have help, um, but I would say the vast, vast majority is is, is me and Stephen, who, um, mm-hmm. who is the editor, and, and also my husband. I mean, we are, you know, we are the ones that get up every morning and, and live and breathe this thing. So, yeah. so it's... It's definitely um, just such a, a fun project, and it's it's a huge um, it's a huge undertaking. I mean, every issue there's a lot of work that goes into it, and I'm just so happy. You know, I'm just so thankful every time. Every time we we do an issue, I'm just mm-hmm. I, I just say a prayer of thanks because I'm so thankful that I get to do something that I'm so passionate about and that I love to do and then at the end of it I mean it's great to get the feedback from people who are so appreciative and and it's just it just it's really feels good it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing so for everyone who's listening you can check that out at fromscratchmag.com also I'll have links um, to this and other things well to the magazine as well as um other information about Melissa and her family at the show notes, which you can find at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 81, because this is episode 81. So, Melissa, let's talk about uh, some highlights of the magazine. I'd love to know, if you could pick, um, what's one of your favorite features or stories or projects that that you that has um, been in an, in an issue that you guys have done, added to an issue? Sure. Well, usually in each issue we um we do several interviews and that's probably my favorite part. Um you just learn so much from people that have been doing this and it's funny because when you talk to the people they're like, Well, you know, we're still a work in progress but still you learn so much. Um mm-hmm. and then just 
meeting these people and finding out, you know, what makes them tick and about their passions, it's just contagious. And um, it keeps us pumped up and excited about about this wonderful, um, you know, community. And so in that, in, in building community, I mean, we have a feature where we get photos from our readers and every month or every issue it's so fun to see you know the things that people are sending in because it's you know a rhythm of their life where you know Mm -hmm. in a season of their life where they're they're pulling harvest or they're you know they've got their little newborn um, livestock that's just you know just been born and so it's fun to 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 meet all of these wonderful people so absolutely wonderful so has there any have there been any like big challenges or obstacles you had to come to produce it? Oh my goodness, yes, of course. <laughs> of course there have been yeah. Um I mean not know, good. I don't mean good. I just hate to have but you know, it's just like that's real life and so you're a real person. <laughs> it's absolute I mean, oh my goodness, there's always challenges. I mean, you know, for right now, I mean, we are so busy with the farm and so busy trying to get everything done and then you have deadline on top of that and it's like Oh, I wish I had five more of me, you know. So, I mean, it's just like any other homesteader. I mean, because we are homesteaders, yeah. um, you know, we don't, we, of course, we're on a path. And, and, and we, you know, try each day to, to get further and further along in our homesteading journey um, to become, you know, more self-sustainable and, you know, and make smart choices. Um so that's where we're at. But, yeah, there's been challenges. I mean, challenges of time, challenges of, you know, this is a lot of work and, you know, trying to make everything, you know, come out the way that we want it to come out and then growing the business. And, and it's grown really, really fast. And, you know, those are challenges, too. I mean, it's a wonderful challenge to have. But, you know, when mm-hmm. you, you know, you're having, you know, a lot more people look at your stuff, there's a lot more of of mm-hmm. everything that goes along with it, from everything from delivery to a lot of people want us to be in print, and what does that mean? And and so there's just there's a lot of great challenges, um, and they're good, and they and they make us grow, but um, but they're challenging, and and so so yeah, we just face them, and we every time we're just like, okay, well we're gonna do the best we can with what we've got, and that's that's all we can do. And we hopefully will learn and move forward and keep marching. I mean, I think that that's the biggest takeaway from any of, of any project, of anything you can do. And, and it's very true of, of us here at From Scratch Magazine. And that is you just keep going. You just keep doing that's it. Right. Um, that's you right. just keep moving forward and doing the best that you can. And 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 I promise you, you'll be better next week than you were this week. And then that there's nowhere to go but up. So. Uh, great last words because we are out of time. So that's ending on a great note. One last thought, anything you'd like to say before we close? No, just thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you, Wardy. I really love you and all that you're doing, and we just appreciate your um, your community. I mean, it's just amazing what you have done, and um, we love you guys, and thank you so much for, for inviting us here today. Thank you, Melissa. It's really been a pleasure. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Right, thanks, Wardy. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Melissa and to all of you for joining us. It was a great conversation with Melissa. I really enjoyed it. And one of the great things that I'm taking away from it is Melissa and her family's willingness to face obstacles and not to give up 
but to be willing to make do. And they had all kinds of determination to get over the various hurdles that presented themselves. You know, they didn't have enough money to buy this or that to construct this or that. So they figured out a way. And that's just a wonderful um, example of how we should approach life. There are so many possible solutions to problems we have. And I, for one, need more encouragement to think outside the box and to approach things differently. Um, it's a great approach to life. And I thank Melissa so much for bringing that up and inspiring all of us with their stories. Please visit the show notes for links and more on today's episode, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 81. To submit a question for a future episode, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash questions. And finally, I'd love to get your ratings or reviews or to see you subscribe to Know Your Food with Warty. You can do that on iTunes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes. So please do that and thank you so much. Also, if you're on mobile, you could subscribe by searching for Know Your Food with Warty in the Stitcher app or the podcast app. Thanks, and I'll see you all again very soon right here.